Hey everyone, we, the team of Aisar Tirupati Aizen 2021, are excited to bring to you a one-of-a-kind podcast, Sintra, where we are going to discuss an upcoming and interesting field of science, synthetic biology. I'm Shreya Sparky. And I am Shivra Singhu. And we are thrilled to have you as our fellow companions on this journey. Our team has carefully constructed the episodes of this series, which are going to tell you all about synthetic biology in an easy-to-follow manner. Don't worry, we are not going to bore you with the details of experiments and the equations that we use, but are going to let synthetic biology open your eyes to a whole new world of possibilities. So, this episode gives you an introduction to synthetic biology, a little taste of the applications, what is iGEM, and lastly, the moral values behind the approach. So Shubhra, is it true that there's a gap between the students who opt for biology and the ones who choose mathematics in their senior school, and especially in India where the general opinion is that they don't really go along? Yes, it is true Shreyas, but synthetic biology is here to change your perception. Synthetic biology is a field of science that gives researchers the freedom to redesign organisms for useful purposes. This way, synthetic biology researchers and companies around the world are harnessing the power of nature to solve problems in general medicine, pharmaceutical manufacturing, and agriculture. It's increasingly becoming a popular topic in India and around the world. But before we get excited about what and how synthetic biology helps the world, I have always been curious to know how all of it even started in the first place. The roots of synthetic biology can be traced back to 1961, where two scientists, Jacob and Monor, showed that the bacteria can turn their genes on or off in response to the environment. This was an amazing cause and effect relationship that was never seen before in the living world. Now, the question crossing most of our minds would be, what exactly does this gene do to allow the bacteria thrive better? Well, Shreyas, in most cases, the genes encode for a specific protein that has some function in the cell. But in a changing environment, the expression of genes is modulated by some factors which affect the proteins produced and ultimately helps the bacteria survive better. This change in the expression of genes with a changing environment is what we call gene regulation. Oh wait, so is it just like when you enter your room on a hot summer day and turn on your fans to escape the heat? But instead of a fan, the bacteria turn on their gene on or off in response to the changing environment. These genes will allow the bacteria to survive better and live happily ever after. Yes, that's a correct analogy. But I'm curious to know when did scientists realize that this analogy can turn into technology? Yes, this was a huge transition and realization for the scientists across the globe. By the late 1900s, scientists were excited about the possibility of artificially turning the genes on or off and microbes were their ideal lab rats. Technologies like automated DNA sequencing allowed the scientists to synthesize entire genomes of bacteria in their lab. They were also able to identify the cellular components of the bacteria and actually see how they interacted with each other. By the end of the century, the improved computational tools helped them analyze the huge datasets that were obtained from the labs across the world. Together, these new advancements widened the horizon of synthetic biology and the potential of research grew exponentially. 
Oh wow, I think this technical advancement also simplified the way scientists understood the networks within a cell. Through the data pouring in, they were able to recognize that the networks within a cell are very fast, but each and every network is organized as a hierarchy of functional parts. To the amazement and relief of scientists and engineers, such organizations are very similar to the systems that are engineered in electrical or mechanical engineering, which made the networks in a cell look like a simple wire circuit but with thousands of interconnected wires, bulbs and switches. So yeah, I guess now I understand how synthetic biology is an amalgamation of engineering and biological sciences. And now I think the audience will also agree that the history of synthetic biology is as interesting as the field itself. Next up, we are going to talk about the difference between synthetic biology and genome editing, the role and importance of iGen, and also give you a little taste of the applications in synthetic biology. Another fancy term that we have heard in the past few decades is genome editing. Sounds fancy, doesn't it? Synthetic biology also sounds a lot like it. Something to do with genes, rearranging them and getting something useful out of it, right? So you might be wondering what's the difference between them? So the way we can understand the difference between synthetic biology and genome editing is that genome editing is like editing a photo cropping it or adding your favorite filters. So just like it, we delete or add small stretches of DNA molecules in the genome. Genome editing is used for smaller changes to the organism. Synthetic biology, on the other hand, is more like making a photo album with photos from different times and occasions. We stitch together stretches of DNA and insert them into an organism's genome. These synthesized pieces of DNA could be genes that are found in other organisms or they could be entirely new. Yes, exactly. And now, coming back to our electric circuit, we know that a bulb in a circuit works only when the switch is turned on, right? And similarly, a protein is produced when a gene becomes functional in the right environment. But for synthetic biology, the components of a circuit are not quite as simple as a wire a switch or a bulb. They are DNA sequences that work in a very coordinated manner. Yes, indeed, Shreyas. The characterization of genes, that is to know which DNA sequence is the bulb and which was the switch, was more difficult than what was perceived by scientists. This was because these parts were molecules which could not work exactly like they were supposed to in every environment. And in many cases, even the relatively well-characterized parts failed to function in a predictable manner when they were taken out of the specific conditions in which they worked. In other words, sometimes a switch for your fan could turn on your room's light or nothing at all. Thus, synthetic biologists continue to use relatively simple circuit designs. But nonetheless, it did not stop synthetic biology from becoming the pop star of modern biotechnology. In the mid-2000s, synthetic biology began to receive widespread recognition in both scientific and popular press. iGEM, the International Genetically Engineered Machine Competition, rapidly expanded during this time. iGEM is an annual synthetic biology competition that compels the students to break the boundaries of science and tackle some real-world problems. 
It played a pivotal role in garnering interest in the field within a universities and amongst the scientists. Shreyas, but won't you agree that the most exciting part of synthetic biology is that you can put genes of one organism into another and get an infinite combination of products from simple organisms like bacteria? Yes, indeed, Chubra. And perhaps the most high-profile success for synthetic biology occurred when it met decades-old research on anti-malarial drugs. Oh, I know where you're going. Artemisinin is a widely used anti-malarial drug that is naturally produced by a sweet wormwood plant. But now it can be produced in bacteria and yeast with the help of synthetic biology anywhere in the world. Now, just to give you a little taste of the potential of synthetic biology, here are a few examples of its current use. Researchers are coming up with bio-based acrylics for paints, diapers, adhesives, etc that can have like 75% reduction in greenhouse gas emission as compared to the conventional petroleum-based acrylics. It's quite eco-friendly, right? And another discovery like a plastic-eating bacteria that can be improved maybe with the help of synthetic biology gives us a better chance to fight climate change and plastic pollution. I couldn't agree with you more, Shreyas. Using synthetic biology, companies have also developed microbial cells that can perform a one-step conversion of renewable sugars to diesel alternatives. This will be used in industry, cutting down pollution and emissions from diesel use. Moreover, synthetic biology allows for rapid vaccine development as it makes the replication of antigens for various diseases easier than ever before. Definitely a handy tool for the pandemic. Like promised, the applications of synthetic biology are indeed mind-boggling and exciting. What strikes me the most is the potential of synthetic biology to literally save the world one experiment at a time. Coming up next, we are going to answer some interesting sci-fi questions, talk about our own applications of synthetic biology and what can you do to support us. By now, this question must have crossed your mind that if there are computational and laboratory tools available to synthesize certain parts of an organism's genome, isn't it possible that we can also synthesize the whole genome of an organism? The answer to this question is yes, it has already been done. In 2002, scientists in the United States synthesized the genome of a polio virus for the first time. Viral genomes are much smaller as compared to the most bacterial ones and thus they were able to synthesize it easily. They brought the world's attention to the risk associated with the use of synthetic biology, indicating that synthetic biology in the wrong hands may become a potential biological weapon. Yes, I've heard. There are a certain sets of values and rules that a synthetic biologist must follow while carrying out such research. There are international as well as national ethical restrictions and laws to control such mishaps in the world of Synbio. We will discuss them in detail in further episodes. For now, Shubra, let's talk about how we, the team of Aishar Tirupati IGEM 2021, is applying synthetic biology to our idea. Yes, the team of Aishar Tirupati IGEM 2021 is proud to present to our listeners Oviclook, which is a novel contraceptive for uterus owners. We are developing a contraceptive by genetically modifying the bacteria naturally present in the reproductive tract. 
Using the principles of synthetic biology, we will be able to replicate a natural process to prevent fertilization and pregnancy. This contraceptive will be a non-hormonal approach to the long-acting reversible contraception spectrum and will have minimal side effects on the user as well as the environment. You can support the IGM 2021 team of Ayusha Tirupati on various social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even LinkedIn. If you think our idea is an interesting application of synthetic biology, you can support us to bring a positive change in the society through a crowdfunding campaign currently running on Keto. Your love and support will be invaluable in actualizing our project. Well, today we talked about a lot of things starting from what is this big and fancy word synthetic biology, its equal connection with biology and engineering, how it started, how is it different from genome editing, what is iGEM and what are some of its amazing applications in the current scenario well we hope that you are as excited about the potential of synthetic biology as we are and appreciate the beauty and simplicity of this upcoming science synthetic biology has the potential to change the world for the better and thus it's a humble request from our side to not be skeptical about it and support it in any way possible in the next episode we are going to give you a glass goggle and white coat view of a synthetic biology lab and what we as synthetic biologists actually do to make all of this happen join us to understand synthetic biology better and be amazed by it forever mm-hmm.